Let's go to God in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. And thank you, Lord, because of what you did on the cross, because you paid the price for our sins. We can someday live in heaven with you and the Father and the angels. Oh, Lord, thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, over the last few weeks, during the season of Lent, we've talked about the cross and Jesus paying the price for our sins. And we've talked about how there is a connection and how the whole Old Testament is pointing toward Jesus' death and his resurrection. There is a picture throughout the entire Old Testament. We talked about how John the Baptist, who was a priest, came and pointed out, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And he pointed to Jesus. And it was the job of the Old Testament priests to pick up or pick out the lambs that would be used for sacrifice for sin in the temple area. And John the Baptist, as a priest, a Levitical priest picked out Jesus. Caiaphas even picked him out. Caiaphas, the high priest, who said, it is necessary that one man should die for the nation and that the whole nation should not perish. And this was the job of the Levitical priesthood. They were to sacrifice the lambs for the sins of the people. And Jesus, he was the Lamb of God who the priests actually sacrificed, turned him over to Pilate to sacrifice him. And they didn't exactly know what they were doing, but they were still fulfilling the job that God had called them to. Then we talked about how when Jesus died on the cross, he was our guilt offering. And in the Hebrew, the word was the uh, sham. But it also means the guilt. Jesus took our guilt upon himself and he became sin for us. The New Testament says he became sin for us who, who knew no sin. He knew no sin and yet he became sin. And when he died, our sin died with him. And then we talked about how on Yom Kippur, the priests would pick two goats and they would lay the sins on one and send it away into the wilderness or to the gazar, which meant the uninhabited place, the place where no man goes. The sins were taken to a place where they disappear. And that's what happened to our sins. Jesus was sacrificed he became our sin and took it to a place that's uninhabited where no one lives, no one goes, and they disappeared. Well, let's go back and look at another biblical connection in the book of Genesis. And Kent read it today. 
God created man in his own image and put him in the Garden of Eden. And in that garden, God put a tree, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And he said to Adam and Eve, you can eat of any tree in the garden, but not that one. Because on the day that you eat it, you will surely die. And in Hebrew, the word is actually, you will die, die. And in Hebrew, when they put a word twice, it means surely die. And Satan came to Adam and Eve and tempted them. He said, did God say you shouldn't eat of any tree of the garden? And Eve said, we can eat of all the trees except this one. Because on the day we eat it, we're going to die. Satan said, oh, you won't die. You'll just become like God. You're going to know the difference between good and evil. And the Bible says, and Eve looked at that tree and that fruit. Looked pretty good. Looked like it's something that might be good to eat. Now, people always picture this as an apple. That was not an apple tree. And the fruit was not an apple. It was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And we don't have that tree or that fruit today. But it looked good. And so Eve took it and ate it. And then she gave some to her husband, who the Bible says he was standing there next to her. He didn't stop her. And then he took and ate. And immediately they noticed that they were both naked. Now, they never had clothes on before. What happened that they noticed they were naked? Well, in the book of Psalms, and we have this verse written here on the back of our bulletin, Psalm 104. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty, covering yourself with light as with a garment. The Bible says God made man in his own image. Do you suppose Adam and Eve were covered with light? We see that when Moses went into God's presence, his face came out glowing with light. When, when Moses and uh, Elijah appeared with Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus and Moses and Elijah, they're all shining with light. Because the Bible says God is clothed in light. Do you suppose Adam and Eve were clothed in light? And when they sinned, they lost that holiness and they lost that glow, that light. They lost something that they recognized they didn't have anymore. And so they went to cover themselves. The early artists they picked up on this. Ancient art shows halo above people's heads. It's a halo of light to show somebody who's holy. There are some ancient art pictures that even show people with, a, with an aura around them of light. Adam and Eve lost this and they were naked. 
we're going to come back to this. When they sinned, they were naked. Let's go forward to the cross of Christ. The cross of Christ was also a picture of Abraham sacrificing Isaac. God made a covenant with him. And the covenant was, if you do this, then I will do the same thing. That was how covenants were made in those days. And so Abraham puts the wood of the sacrifice on Isaac's shoulder, and Isaac carries it up the hill to a place where God showed him where to go, and it was called Moriah. It was Jerusalem today. God had Abraham take Isaac to Jerusalem. Jerusalem didn't exist then, but it was that hill. And then 4,000 years later, along comes Jesus. And he carries his cross, the wood of his sacrifice, up the hill to Jerusalem. And he's nailed and fastened to it and dies on the cross of wood. Isn't it interesting? Sin came into this world from a living tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And sin, the price of sin was paid for on a dead tree. And Jesus paid for it. You know, throughout the New Testament, it talks about how, how he was crucified on a tree. Cross was made of wood, a dead tree. These are parallels. Throughout the whole Bible, there are parallels. And here's another one that you can just think about. We have no clue as to whether this is true or not. But knowing the way God works, I am wondering if the price for sin was paid on the very same spot where sin entered the world. God works like that. We see those parallels. We read it today, or didn't read it today, but it's in our bulletin here on um, our news page, right down at the bottom. And they will say, this land that was desolate has become like the Garden of Eden. And they're talking about Israel. Now we know that the flood, when Noah's flood came, it changed the whole geography of the world. But was the Garden of Eden where Israel is today? And was the center of, gar of the Garden of Eden Jerusalem? We don't know for sure. But we can speculate that God paid the price for sin at the very spot where it entered the world. It's interesting. And what he tells us to do is just like Adam and Eve reached up and took the fruit, the forbidden fruit, and ate of it, Jesus says, look to me. And take of me and eat of it. 
And what he means by that is just like Adam and Eve took that fruit into their body, Jesus calls us to take his fruit, his life, into our body. Take Jesus, believe in him, and we do. But he wants us to take him into us. He's even given us this in the celebration of Holy Communion, where we eat the bread, his body, and drink the wine, his blood, so that we can realize that he wants us now to take of him the living life, the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. And to take him into ourself. And when we do that, we are forgiven of all of our sins. We receive the Holy Spirit and we're given eternal life with Him. And if there is anyone here today who has not yet done that, you can simply say, Lord Jesus, I want to know You. Come into my life. And He will. And to all the rest of us who already know Him, He wants us to know Him better to keep our eyes on Him and to take of Him every day and put Him into our mind, into our heart, into our body, obey His commandments and live for Him. Amen. Let's go to God in a word of prayer. Oh Lord Jesus, help us to live for You every day. Lord, help us all, all of us here, to know you better than we already do. And use us, Lord, in the best possible way for your kingdom. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.